Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here. Roger Bell there. Roger, how you doing? But you sound, you sound, you sound low what energy to today, do? Logan. What's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling really good. Are you good. okay? Why, I don't know if ask? I can talk about this. I don't know if I could talk about this on the pod. But it's just, it's kind of gloomy, and I'm matching the, the gloom and gloom outside. That's all okay. it is. Bro. Okay, okay. I don't know how, how much I can get into that. You know, it's probably that's top secret information, but I don't know. I, it's just you know, matching the mood of, of the of of the vibe around right yeah. now. That's the best I can describe it. You know, I, I can't go further than that. You I know, can dig I can't that. go any further than that. You I'm know, feeling, I can't. I'm feeling good, more to man. Say. Yeah, we don't want we don't too much, too much weather talk. I feel I feel good. Um, you know, sunny out. And this bad boy, I'm about to move back into the crib. Uh, the 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 remodel is almost done. Um, kids are well. I mean, how are the how's the HOA treating you these days? I've been meaning to ask you that for the last couple of episodes. Like, are you okay? Are, is everything good? Are you are you in a good place with them? Like, I know that that's been a point of contention for. Yeah, I think they they allow you uh, to kind of just be when you're remodeling, right? So I imagine once I get back in the house and all the construction trucks leave. I start getting the dumb shit again. And the crazy part is it's my neighbor across the street, Channing Crowder, is like like the president of that bad boy or something like that. So and he and I are really cool. So I wonder who I can't be Channing that's that's on me about my roof and my mailbox, or is it? I get to the bottom of that shit. Channing, Channing, come on the show and let's figure this out at some point. Come on the show. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Um, one thing that I am it's, not, it's really hard to figure out, Roger. Watch this transition. Is the Western Conference right now, the, the top of the Western Conference, specifically so smooth that you see that vibe. Specifically, that two and three, that two and three seed, and that is the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. And Raja, I know you've been on this bandwagon for a long time. Feel free to gloat if you want or not. But John Morant has literally 
been the best point guard in the Western Conference over, what was it, like the last two, three months, has gotten the Memphis Grizzlies within a half game of the Golden State Warriors right now. And I put this in our exit survey, our all-star game exit survey. Uh, one of the questions was, what is the storyline that you, that is being like, un, I'm paraphrasing here, but what is the most underlying storyline that you like? The under the radar storyline that you like? And I asked the question, can the Grizzlies win the title? Can they win the title? Can they get to the NBA Finals? Mm. I would like to see that. I think that they're on, they're on that path. We're in the, we're in March. We're in a bit of a, like the second round of dog days, but is that, is that feasible? I know they can, they're, they're a better team than the Warriors right now. They're, they're, they, they're not scared of the Phoenix Suns. They're not scared of your Phoenix Suns, Roger. What, what, what's, what's going on here? I'm not ready to answer that question today. Oh, I'm not. I'm not because you know I, my affinity on. for you know my affinity and how much I love Memphis, man. And then you just put them in a you put them in a conversation that I wasn't ready to put them in. So could they win a championship? Yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah, sure. Mm, let's let's go. Sure, they could. I mean, you're talking about a team that holds it down on both ends of the floor. You know, their top ten you know, efficiency, both offensively and defensively. They've been there throughout the year. Um, they have multiple role players that can handle their business. They can get buckets from a lot of different places. And they've got a bona fide superstar. And, and I can't argue when you say he's been the best point guard in the league uh, because he's been one of the best players in the league at any position this season. And so, you know, when you've got that star power and he's just really, really clutch big buckets, uh, you hang your hat on defense as much as offense, and you've got a great supporting cast that understands their roles, yeah, I got to put you in the conversation for being able to win a championship. Now, they wouldn't be my pick. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm picking Memphis to win a championship, but if you ask me, can they win a championship? Yeah, the answer to that is yes. Okay, I'm going to answer my own question, and I don't think that they're there yet, but they are in a great, they're in a great position right now. They are. I think that they... They're on the ascent. I don't think that they're ready specifically just to go to the, the title. I think that they are a second round to third round. I think their ceiling is probably the Western Conference Finals. I think that's fair. Okay. Um, the other point of that, and something that we were talking about in the pre-pod is, what the heck is going on with the Golden State Warriors right now? We don't really talk too much about the Warriors like that. We don't talk, we, we you know, we got a lot of friends of the show from the Golden State Warriors, but we don't talk too much about them enough. Um... They're a second seed right now with a lot more questions than we thought that they would have even a month ago. Um, I was talking to some folks yesterday um, and we're talking about, you know, Draymond's out. We don't really know what he's going to look like when he gets back. He has a back issue. Um, Jordan Poole has kind of been waning with his, with his jump shots um, and turnovers. And then you got Steph who has had a great – seeing the other side of his great start where it's not – he's carrying the team, but I don't think – I don't know if he has right now. If He's feeling the effects of that load that he he start he, he carried on uh, to start the season. And, you know, a team that was firmly in the second seed and had such a great start is now on the descent. Man, they got some – they got blown out by the Minnesota the other night. Uh, I was in the building when Luka – Came back um, with the Dallas Mavericks. I just, 
they're in a weird space right now, man. And it is, in some parts of this season, you thought they were going to be a you know a title contender, and they still are, obviously. But a lot of questions there in Golden State, Raja. Yeah, they they have a they have a they have a style of play that can't withstand certain pieces missing for extended periods of time. Namely, Draymond, he yeah. does so much for them. Um, you know, in terms of just kind of being the backbone of, of who they are for sure and that emotional leader. But but also, you know, his offensive skill set is is a perfect match for the way they want to play. They built around that style, right? And and what it accentuates and kind of highlights what Steph's able to do with all of that ball. I mean, you know, people movement, I'm sorry, ball movement, um, and then a great passing mind like Draymond. Um, and so when you take that out of the mix, they're, they're going to struggle a little bit. The NBA season, that's a long, it's a long season. And you'll hear people say, I've said before, you 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 want to be careful not to peak too early in one of those like marathon seasons. And I'm not saying that that's what Golden State did, but maybe it's a good thing that they hit a lull at this point in the year, just coming out of all-star break. Um, you know, but, but you have to factor in the reintegration of 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 clay. I'm not, I'm sure it's not the number one reason for 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 some of the for some of their play lately but it, it was going to catch up at some point Logan like you don't just drop Clay Thompson back in it, it, the brilliant player that he is and expect it to just be hey we're good we're never going to miss a beat like you know you're going to you're going to they're going to be an ascension and then you might plateau and you might dip a little bit and then you know the end game could be a much better product with Steph I mean with with Clay there but maybe they're in just one of those areas of a lull or a plateau but right now is when you can afford for that to happen and so hopefully for Golden State Draymond comes back he gets the back right you know they hit the bricks you know kind of rolling down the stretch and they get that momentum rolling into the playoffs and become the playoff threat that we think they could be or that we thought they could be at the beginning of the season I'm hoping it's not a case of just peaking and coming out of the gates way too quickly When's a good time to have this lull? If you have to say during the season, when is what type of team do you have to have to have this type of lull? And what is what is a good time of the season, if any, to have a lull like this? Is it is it March, right before the stretch run in April? Is it in December, January? Yeah. When's it like a, a time you can have a lull like this? I, I think the best time to have a lull, I mean, for every team it's different, but I think the best time to have it would be right before and right after All-Star break. Like, you know, right before All-Star break, if you came out of the gates hot, you probably separated yourself a bit and put yourself, you know, firmly in the playoffs or upper half of your conference, so on and so forth. You can afford a little slippage. It's natural going into All Star break, and then coming out of the break, you can be a little sluggish. Um, you know, there are a couple of weeks there where it may take you some time to get your footing, and then, you know, for that last third of a season, last quarter of a season, let's say, last quarter of a season, you need to be hitting your stride. You need to be, you know, guns ablaze um you know everyone kind of dialed in and locked in and 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 really starting to play good basketball now there are teams with stars that are you know that transcend like you know the sport so to speak that can get away with with not doing that like a lebron team at times can get away with not doing that there are guys who can flip a switch and the nba happens like that um i i don't like playing with that though like you better have a star that is just bigger than life to do that yeah, I don't think honestly. I mean, we, we we've seen over the last week LeBron can't help his team right now. There's nothing. There's nothing saving the, the the Lakers right now. It's it's over. But when it comes to the Warriors, though, man, it's it's an interesting case study, right? Because they wanted to. This is kind of what they. I don't know if they came by surprise. Took anyone by surprise this year? I mean, they 
I didn't know if they were going to be in this mix right now, but this is probably a best case scenario for them. And when I look at their roster, I see a guy like Draymond that is so vital to their team and it's showing, but they have other guys that may be a year away and they have to like uh, a Jonathan Kaminga is like really showing. I think if he has a, um, if he has like one summer, he's going to, he'll be really good next year. Right. Not to say he's not good now. He's showing spurts. Um, And you have all these younger guys and I'm almost kind of seeing this team. I don't think they won a title this year, but I think that there's seeds right now. They can win it next year or they can at least be in a better prime position because I feel like there's just so many question marks with this team. Even with a guy like James Wiseman, who hasn't played pretty much all, hasn't played all season. And then you want to integrate him into a postseason type environment when he hasn't played all year. It's just a lot of question marks. How do you do you see like how has your opinion of them evolved since, uh, you know, maybe even two months ago? You know, I've always kind of felt like this is this was who they are. We had these questions. We talked about this earlier, you know, uh, maybe even in the preseason about, you know, the James Wiseman's and whether or not they were going to be ready, whether they were going to be able to take that step to be the type of supporting cast that could win a championship. Um, that was going to be a question mark. Kaminga has been a great, you know, a great story. Like I, he, he's, he, he's going to be a star in the league, you know, as long as he continues to keep his head down and, and uh, you know, trust in the player development and put his work in. I mean, he is, he is a good physical, athletic, rangy, skilled player. That's the type of thing that franchises need to fall, fall into and draft to continue to keep that window open around the Stephs and the Clays. My opinion on them hasn't changed. I think, you know, they they play a certain way, um, and it's really hard to guard them when they're clicking and they're firing on all cylinders and they're executing that style of play. They just don't have the margin for error um, with 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 a guy like Draymond. Um, you you. It sounds crazy because I imagine you know Clay. If you ask me who's a better player, like when they were healthy, Clay or Draymond, you'd say Clay, right? But yeah. You could afford to miss Clay in the way they play. And you could plug in, you know, a Jordan Poole or someone else. And it's not going to be Clay, but you're not going to miss as, as big of you're not, you're not going to miss him as much as you're going to miss Draymond when you remove Draymond, because you don't have anyone that can there that can really fill that void. And that's not a knock on anyone in Golden State. He's really, really talented in playing, you know, and doing the things that they ask him to do out there in Golden State. But I I think it's interesting for them, Logan, because we talk about playing good basketball. And when you look at the Western Conference right now, if you're if you're Golden State and Memphis, and Golden State has a significantly harder schedule down the stretch than Memphis does, um, their strength of schedule, Memphis is that is is a little lighter. Uh, uh, you don't want to be pulling that three seed playing six. Six is going to get you Denver. You're talking about you know Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. and maybe and and maybe Jamal Murray coming back. You know, you slipped the four. Now you're looking at Dallas. You know, you got to be really careful in that Western Conference that you don't pull that first round card that could get your ass beat. Oh, man, it's it's. I've kind of evolved on my. Um, I think the overall narrative is, hey, man, the Eastern Conference is better and deeper, and all these things, and that is true. You know, they got the Miamis, they have the 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 Milwaukee's, they have Chicago's, all the Brooklyn's, all the way down the line, good teams. I think people sleep on this on this on this Western Conference slate, man. Like I saw Dallas the other night. Came came back against the Warriors, beat them, and they go into L.A. Bro, did you? I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you saw this. You probably did. Did you see Luca seek out LeBron on a switch 
bro. Did yeah, you oh, see I him do it. that? Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you saw the just the level of. I'm gonna just take this torch from you right now. I'm just gonna just do that. The give sw- you that. Give that here. It'll tell you everything you need to know about the way that a team feels about you. If when on a defensive possession, everything immediately stops and people space the floor. When you see everything that's going on offensively cease really quickly. Oh, stop. Everyone stop. Get out of the way. 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 It tells you everything you need to know about the way that team feels about the defender that is currently on on the ball. It's funny. I mean, we're going to have somebody later, like, you know, next week that can really give us um, some, a bit more insight to what the Mavericks are doing. Um, make sure you check that out. But look, it's transitioning because we're just vibing here on the real ones today. The Mavericks are interesting, man. I like the Mavs. I do like the Mavs. They're just, they're, they're they traded away Porzingis. And we kind of were like, you know, on the face of it, what the hell? You know, we got Dinwiddie. He's he's cool. And, you know, you got Bertans like, uh, you know, they're doing some things, man. I, I like what they're doing. They got their swagger back. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I don't, they're not a title contender, but like, yo, they're making some noise right now. I, I do like what they're doing. Well, I mean, Lucas, as talented as there is in the league, um, I'm going to be fascinated, like, to hear what what our guest has to say about about what he attributes this this kind of change in in their vibe because when you watch them play they look like there's a different energy around them right now um yeah. i think that they fall into the conversation that, that or the 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 category that that you said memphis fell in for you which which is probably a year away from really being able to and a piece away from really being yeah. like a a danger uh a dangerous team and so in terms of winning a championship they're dangerous right now but i think they're a year away from it but i'm really intrigued cuz when i watched them and we 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 talked about them briefly maybe a month and a half two months ago and i didn't feel anything when i watched them play like i get a feeling when i watch teams play it's hard to describe like mm-hmm. you know, i'll be sitting there and it's not really about your your pick and roll coverage or your you know what offense you're running second secondary like it's not about that i just watch and i get a i get a feeling right like like man damn that's a good energy but them the boys look like they're having fun that ball's moving people are moving you know i'm watching the bench to see you know people are engaged and and if, if we got multiple efforts going on on defense and so all of that gives me a picture and i get this feeling about a team when i watched dallas a few months ago i didn't it wasn't a good feeling it was kind of like nah, yeah. you know when you started the pod and you said like i'm just matching the energy outside yeah, that's kind of what I got from them. And then I watched them the last couple games, and I was like, "Oh, oh, we got a little, we got a little something going on." I think specifically, like I, I'm not around Luca all the time. When I do watch him on television, there's two Lucas. There's the one that's like both of them are amazingly great, right? But the Luca that I saw earlier in the season when he came out to the Bay, it was I'm struggling to get baskets. I am carrying my team, and there's not much other rhythm going. When I saw him in San Francisco and also when I saw him play in L.A., there was a pep in his step. There was a bounce, right? When he started, like, he dunked on Dwight Howard. He had the putback slam on, Doug, on Dwight. Um, he's, he talks a lot of shit when he's on one, when, when he's bouncing and doing all those things. I'm starting to see that, that Luka again. And it's right at the time. And I don't think – I think it probably coincides with him playing his way back into shape. That probably did, did a number for him. But – I just want to see what a Luka team can do in the postseason, man. I really do. I, I think that 
he's such – I think you've brought this up. He's such a ball-dominant player that when you see him in the postseason that he'll – He'll carry most of the offensive load, but a lot of guys are kind of stand around, right? What I would like to see, I want to see him, and then you get the narrative when you do see him, you know, a lot of guys standing around, oh, man, Luca's carrying all this offensive burden. He needs help. When in actuality, we would probably kind of, if you had a little bit more ball movement, I would see, you know, probably better basketball. I want to see that the basketball that I saw during the regular season where they're bouncing, they're going around. I want to see that in the postseason. And I think the Dallas Mavericks can make some noise. Um, that's fair. I think you you did touch on something there, and especially in the playoffs when teams have the time to really drill down on what you're doing and what your tendencies are, and how you as a as a ball dominant player want to want to get um, yours. It becomes harder than um, when that ball is stagnant and you are more of an ISO team. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of time, playoff games come down to having your best player with the ball in a one-on-one situation, and they got to get a bucket. Like That a lot of times dictates whether or not you win those games. But for the majority of the game, you know, the ball moving, people moving, um, not being stagnant is going to allow everyone else to help you in in, in, in the way that they would need to help you just to get you to that point where your brilliance offensively wins us the game. And so... You know, it'll be interesting because the last game I watched, you know, you had Dorian Dorian Finney-Smith uh, was cashing out a bunch of threes. Jalen Brunson was getting good looks at the basket. The ball was moving. And so I do believe them to be a better team when that's happening. But clearly, you know, Luka is going to be what gets them over the top, like in a win or lose situation with the ball in his hands. But you could make it easier on yourself sometimes, you know, by 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 just getting off of it or getting it off, get off of it sometimes, you know? I just I didn't see this coming because like, you know, say what you want about him, but Porzingis at his point in time they called him the unicorn, and he's on the team. You would think like on paper, hey, a Luka Doncic's um, Porzingis team will is supposed to do well, right? It's supposed to be a great one-two punch. Why didn't why in your eyes in a, in a basketball aficionado who watches way more film than I could ever think of? Why did that not go right? I do not know. I don't. I I really don't. I there's clearly something with Chris Stapps that you would need to be in the building or around him to figure out. I can't tell you on the team. I can't tell you from watching the the games. Um, it's multiple stops now where like you, you know it's been like oh shit they traded him. You're yeah. like, you know, and so you know, when that. When that keeps there's something there. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know Chris Stapps. Um, you know, I usually when when you get when you get people from from different you know backgrounds in locker rooms, um, you know, because it is such it's such a melting pot of people. But typically, when you get people like from the Caribbean, let's say you know I was from the Caribbean. If I was ever in a locker room with someone else from a Caribbean nation, you know, we there were vibes. Like, you know what I mean? Because you're like, yeah. yo, bro, we're we're here, dog. We're doing it. Like, yes. you know, you see that all over the all over the place. Even like, you know, Leandro Barbosa, who was from Brazil, vibes. You know, players that aren't from the U.S. Boris Diaw, like vibes, right? Even though I'm from the Caribbean, he's from from France. Like, I you you usually see that work out with guys. And so, I'm not saying it didn't with Luca and 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 Chris Stapps behind the scenes, like, and 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 their relationship, but. You know when they when they keep moving you and you're as talented and as and as as long and 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 rangy as as Chris Stapps is, you know that says something. 
Yeah. Let's take a quick break. I want to talk about an interesting team dynamic out east. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! All right, and we are back. You know who I want to talk about back east. You already know. (laughs) Shout out to Bushwick. Shout out to Williamsburg. Shout out to the Sty. Shout out to Brownsville. Shout out to everybody out, all the affiliates out there. You know, we here talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Specifically, while we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, um, are they friends of the show? I don't know. Are they? Are they? Are they, Roger? Are we? Are they? Are they even acquaintances? I don't know. Like, do we claim anybody on the Brooklyn Nets? I, I don't no, know. Is no. That, I think we we got acquaintances no. of the show, right? Okay, it's fair. Okay. We've talked. We've, right. we've done this. We're they're acquaintances. Like we're, you know. They're cool. What we else? got a lot of affinity for some people in, in the Nets organization, you know, shout out to the homies. Y'all know who you are, or maybe you don't know who you are, but, um, <laughs> the reason why I talk about the Brooklyn Nets, um, uh, Kevin Durant is coming back tonight against your Miami heat, Roger Bell. Um, he's coming back into a situation where, you know, it's kind of, it's a variation of what he was going through, like during the beginning of the season. Right. Um, you got a guy, he, he's still going, um, playing with a part-time player in Kyrie. And we don't know who, we don't know when Ben Simmons is coming back, who just got traded for James Harden. He's coming into a new little, new situation, but it's kind of the same in a weird way. Um, can he salvage this? Is he good enough to salvage all of this? Because he's a great player. He's amazing. He brought them to the second round, put the team on his back last year, became within, you know, foot on the line of being at the Easter Conference Finals and going to the finals. I believe if they would have beat the Bucs, they would have went to the finals. Can he do that again? Because he's going to have to have that Herculean type effort considering what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. There's a vaccine mandate um, that's happening. It's pretty confusing in in Brooklyn right now. Like, I, you guys can Google all of that. It's it's pretty confusing, but the fact of the matter is Kyrie still can't play home games. Is Kevin good enough to salvage this? Yes. 100%. Um, but there are factors at play that are beyond his control. And first and foremost, the biggest of those is that mandate. And so if Kyrie is not going to be available to them for home games during the playoffs, Kevin can't salvage this. I mean, he is great. 
Uh, but we know Ben Simmons, and even if Ben Simmons is great, which I think he will be, he's great in a role. He's not a great sidekick scorer. That's not the role that he flourishes in the best. And Kevin is going to need that to be able to do what ultimately you and I think he can do, right? Like he's he's great, but it's just going to be too much if you're not going to have Kyrie you know, for half of the, for half of the time, it's, it's too much to ask of him. And I still imagine he'll be fantastic, but until they get that figured out, it's not going to be, you're just not going to do it, man. Philly, Philly is really, really good. Now I know they played New York twice and fucking Minnesota. So a small sample size, I got it, but they're going to keep getting better. They're going to know the pieces around them are going to get better. Milwaukee and the heat are really, really good. Um, that's a lot to navigate having Kyrie play half of half of the time. I don't think Kevin can do it. How would you feel as a teammate, Raja? If your guy, like Kyrie, is not... We've had a variation of this question throughout the season, but specifically now because when Kyrie is balling when he does play, like just straight up great, how would you feel as a teammate when you see your teammate balling like this and be like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to go to the next game. Like, how how does... That doesn't seem – I don't know how you slice it. I don't know how you can just fear to say, like, this is a good thing. I, There's no way to slice it. This is this is point blank, and I want to make sure that I don't start, like, raising my voice and stuff so <laughs> the effect of what I'm saying gets lost. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say this is – this has nothing to do with anti-vax, pro-vax, none of that. It's got nothing to do with that. When you decide that you're not going to do anything, like whatever it be, and that decision then stops you from being able to be there with that team, then you've made a selfish decision. There's no other way to slice that. And that's, that's the answer to your question. Like, I'm not getting into vaccinations and whether you should have them or whether I, I think, you know, he's right in the anti, I'm not, it's not besides the point, the point is when you decide not to do it and that makes you ineligible to play with your team, you have made a selfish decision. And this is why, and I think when we had the, uh, when we talked about the trade, this is why I think there was like, there was a lot of people, including, uh, I know Dre, Draymond said this too, that somehow Phil, uh, the Philly lost this trade. I don't believe they lost this trade at all. I don't believe it. There's too many question marks on the on the Brooklyn roster for me to believe that 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 Brooklyn won this trade. Like, no matter what you say, until you know there's a jab or a change in law. And Eric Adams, the New York City mayor, said, "quote He will not change a law or change something just for Kyrie Irving." He said that. That was that was about. It. He said that in the last few days. The fact that he w- that he even had to say that or that came out of that man's mouth is wild to me. Wild. Right, wild. It's uh, and I locker room dynamics are everything, Raja, everything. And I can't imagine that is a happy locker room, bro, <laughs> because of stuff that you just laid out, right? Like, yo, man, I sacrificed for the team, Paul. Like Paul Millsap, I'm sacrificed for the team. A uh, 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 Patty Mills, who was a journeyman basketball player, really good one, but like, yo, I'm just trying to get a ring. Sacrificed, yes. And is playing larger minutes than he sh- honestly should be playing. 
and then this is this is all this is this is happening, and he, they can't re- rely on you to come back. Like there, there's a stretch right now, the very important stretch of when Kevin's coming. They have Boston, Charlotte, and Philly on the road. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be huge for them. Then you know they they have little road trips sprinkled in, but for the most part, Kevin's gonna have to do this by himself with with Ben with a Ben Simmons or a. Uh, and, and you know, and and all the all the serviceable guys that they've had, because you know, guys have had to play beyond themselves right now this season to keep them afloat. But it's going to be tough sledding for the Nets, man. It's not going to be. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be tough. I don't care what anyone gets in front of a microphone and tells you about the way they feel in regards to Kyrie's decision to not comply with the vaccine mandate. I don't care what they get up there and say. Every single one of those dudes that is in that locker room somewhere deep down feels the way I would feel if I were in that locker room, which was like, Hey man, that's fucked up. Like while I can understand, like I understand it's still fucked up. Cause now I'm sitting here and, and my opportunity might be squandered. Right. And th- that's just the players. Let me just talk from, you're asking your coaching staff now to coach two different teams. They're coaching two teams, Logan. They're coaching the road team, which has a certain set of like players and skill sets and abilities and liabilities. And then they're coaching a home team, which once you extract that player, gives you another set of abilities, like liabilities defensively or or what have you. And you've got to coach two teams like that. It, there's a lot going on. It is going to be very hard for even, you know, a brilliant offensive and defensive player like Kevin Durant to to carry that over to hump with the, with the East being as good and as deep as it is. Do we give enough credence, you think, to locker room dynamics when we cover the sport, Raja? Because it feels like locker room dynamics are so precious. It you have to one thing can get can fuck up the whole shit. One little thing. How important is that to winning a championship? Because I think that we romanticize. The Kobe and Shaq is like, yo, you don't gotta all love each other to be cool and like, you know, you gotta do that. You don't gotta do that. How important is that to have a good locker room vibe in order to win at a high level? Is it is it the most important thing? Is it is it lower on the totem pole? Where is that? Um, it's a, it's a good question. I, it isn't the most important. The most important is that you have <laughs> talent. Like the most important is that you got guys who can or you have guys that can get it done um but it's 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 in their second i mean it's in it's in there firmly at, at at number two like vibes are it's why james harden is not in brooklyn anymore it's why like he got you know for he got sideways for one reason or another and then dudes didn't want to fuck with him anymore like it was toxic you could see it you know and yeah. so like and Kobe and Shaq, yeah, no, they didn't love each other. But what ultimately happened to Kobe and Shaq? They broke up. That's right. Like that, it doesn't work. So you might be able to harness it and capture, you know, uh, a championship or a couple in in this window of time, um, provided, you know, it's not on the surface every day and it's not a contentious relationship, right? If we're just, hey man, we're gonna make it work. But eventually, Logan, it it doesn't work. And 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 today, see. This kind of speaks to where we are as a society. Like back in the day, we didn't have we social media. 
Like we weren't reading all of the stuff that people were talking about our relationship. Like Kobe and Shaq didn't have, you know, the ability to go out and tweet some sarcastic shit about the other one or read tweets and 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 articles. You know, I think through a lot across. of work to like shit on somebody in in public. You're like, hey, you have to like find a writer that you like and just like find something right to but do. Today, all of that is at your fingertips. So those relationships like devolve a lot quicker. Do you know what I mean? And, and so. I think a lot of guys are a lot more stream of consciousness right now when they when they say some shit. They may say some shit without thinking it through and just like tweet it because they thought about it in the moment. And that fucks up an entire relationship. Absolutely. Just because like y'all weren't weren't talking or just because you didn't have enough time to like calm your ass down, you know? No, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think I, I, I don't overlook the, 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 the locker room vibes and the chemistry, but, you know, I guess a lot of people do. I, I just... Dog, oh, that's a, it's such a oh man, it's so tough, man. Because he's so good, he's so good, he's, he's so, so good. good, bro. Kyrie is such a great player. We're talking, yeah. that's what we're talking about, right? That's Kyrie, so good. But if you, you know, I'm just trying to put myself in that position, like of of sitting there every day, being like, I can't believe this. I cannot not, believe. I'm that. not going to lie to you. When I was watching, when they came to came to the Bay, man, I was just curious, just how like Kyrie was gonna, you know. Uh, I hadn't seen Kyrie play in a few a few years. And I was just curious, like, how do you like um how is he gonna play? Like, he doesn't play that often. I think this was early on. I can't remember if it was it was within his first few games back. And bro, he comes in er, the earliest dude on the floor, goes on a 90-minute workout, is just flawless, right? Mm-hmm. Then goes in, I think he drops 38. Brings this brings the Brooklyn Nets within like a within a shooter's chance of winning the game, and I'm like, this dude is incredible. Like Kyrie is somebody that I want to watch play oh, any yeah. chance I get. He's one of those dudes where if he's in town, you got to go see him. I got a list. My list, I think, my list is uh, Ja Morant, Giannis, Luca, Kevin, uh, Trey Young is in that thing, and then you know when the whenever. Uh, and obviously, Steph and, and I think and Embiid. It's a short list. It's not that big of a list. Kyrie's on that list, man. You got to see him when he comes into town. And it just sucks that like this has to happen, right? It, it sucks it has to go down this way. It, it does. And I want to be clear because I, I think I've been clear about his skill set. Kyrie is a good dude. Like in his heart. And the way I gauge that is the way you interact with like kids and stuff like that. My my son is the biggest Kyrie. My son Ty Bell is the biggest Kyrie fan on the planet. Um, when he was young, and I would be in the gym after practice with my boys, Kyrie would come over and just like mess with them for a couple seconds. Like I didn't ask him to do that, but he just saw kids in the gym. And so, you know, kind people come over and they they'd spend a minute with the kid, like made a kid's world, still yeah. a fan to this day. Found him after after um his signature shoe came out, the first night the Kyrie one came out, gave it to Ty in the stands, like gave him his jersey wow. after a game, like a really good dude. And so I can say all of that and add still on that. I say, want to add on that real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. I remember just, just like, you know, I have a Kyrie story too. Like, and then we'll go with what you were saying. But like during that, that, that game, the, the game in San Francisco, when the Nets came to town, um, Jonathan Kaminga is a huge, huge Kyrie fan. Wears his sneakers, all yeah. the stuff. Talks about how much he loves him in the locker room. Kyrie, like, I don't think I don't think they know each other, right? Like, I don't think that they know each other on that level. 
afterwards, like Kaminga just asked for Kyrie's jersey. On there's a camera, there's a footage of him. Kyrie takes his jersey off on the spot, and you know NBA players, they don't do that to people they don't know. Right, just took it off of his back and just gave it to him. Made Kaminga's like whole like life when that happened. Uh, he does that. He has that side of him to him too. He does like his philanthropic efforts. Um, his his support for for women's basketball, his support for for Native Americans and different indigenous people, like he he is really you know like tapped into that. Like uh, and but I can say all of that and still say that the decision not to comply and then therefore not being available to your teammates in an effort to win this championship is selfish. Both things can be true, and they are. It's fucked up, man. I, I like. I, there's no way you can slice that, and I can only imagine the emotion that a teammate would have for him because we've had people on the show here, and I've talked to people around the league, bro. You could like we already know how you know media members feel about Kyrie, but everybody that I've asked like fucking loves him. But they have that other they, they while acknowledging that other side, right? Yeah, I, that people that have been around him fucking love him and he like something to the point where i'm like are you sure they're like no nah, man like you even even with this vaccine stuff it's like no nah, man you don't understand like Kyrie's a good dude Kyrie is the Kyrie. you don't understand he's all the other stuff and it's just interesting i could only i can't imagine being a teammate of his this season where you like you see the good in him sometimes and then you see the other side the confliction that you could get with being around Kyrie, i i can't imagine being in that position i mean yeah that that would it would be tough. If I was Kevin Durant and we had decided together that this was what we were going to do and I had let other opportunities pass me by or left other opportunities and this is where we wound up, Logan, I would be really, really frustrated. And I don't speak for Kevin. I'm just saying I would I don't be. Yeah, I would be too. I'd be pissed. I can't, I can't speak for him because, you know, Kevin got a lot of ways that he could speak for himself, right? <laughs> but... Damn. I mean, he could, he could come on here and but, speak for himself if he'd like. Kevin, Kevin. I mean, you know, what, what's up, Kevin. bro? You know, I know, y'all, I know y'all listen, man. Come on the show. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but damn, that's all I can say. Damn. Yeah, no, that's tough. That's tough. And I, I, you know what? I, for multiple reasons and for, for multiple parties, I hope that, I hope that they get that figured out and that he can play down the stretch. I do. I do. And just selfishly as a basketball fan, Logan, I would I would like to see Brooklyn at full strength and what that Eastern Conference playoff situation would look like if everyone was playing their best ball with full rosters. So let's just start there. I'm not even going to get into personal reasons with relationships I have and stuff like that. Just as as the fan, you know, I hope he's available to them because when he's available and you ask me, could Kevin get it done? If If he's available, the answer is yes. If he's not, the answer is it's going to be too much. It's a good place. Let's that's a good place to get to our segment that we like to call real one of the week, where we shout out a person, entity, or an organization. The one of the week. I'm gonna go with I think he's a multiple time winner of real one of the week. Just honestly, if he keeps going, we might have to name this after him. I'm gonna go with John Morant. Just I'm gonna go with John Morant. I don't think I have to say anything more than that. John Morant is real one of the week. Also, did you see? You see Chuck, you see Bubba Chuck, shout him out. Yeah, with the with the MVP award, with the with the 
with the, the jaw jersey. Yeah, with the jaw jersey. That's one thing cool. I love about one thing I love about Allen Iverson. There's a lot of things I love about Allen Iverson. One thing I love about Allen Iverson is he's the OG with like no ego to this shit, right? Where he will gladly shout out a youngin. He's done it so many times. He's like he will gladly show love to the next generation. No matter in the generations after that, he just shows a lot of love. Shout out to Bubba Chuck. Honestly, co-ruins. Um, Allen Iverson and 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 John Morant this week for me. That's what's up. Um, my real one of the week is going to be Coach Mike Shashevsky. Um, mm. I think he won his last game, his last home game at Cameron. Um. And his career is winding down. He's he's shutting it down. And I know people who have played for Coach K that hated him. Like to this day, hate him. I know cats that played for Coach <laughs> K that that love him. Like and would would stand by him no matter what. But despite any of that, like you can't argue with the brilliance that was the coach and all that he accomplished there at Duke, turning a school that wasn't really known, you know, for basketball at the time into the gold standard, man, and 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 uh, the place that most of us wanted to go to. Like when you're coming up, you want to play at Duke. You know, it's just you synonymous with basketball. Were you a Duke guy? Were you a, I hated were you Duke. A Duke guy? I hated Duke. I want to play at Georgetown. Okay. Um, but like okay. all my kids, you know, my kids and stuff like that. It's Duke, right? Like that's 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 what they know. Like you know, and so for that, and for a great career, and for best wishes in his retirement, real one of the weeks going to Coach K. Man, I saw. I saw Coach K once at Michigan State. I it was for a jersey retirement. I remember I had to like stand in the uh like the we had to stand in the tunnel before like we go out to the jersey retirement. Mm-hmm. And um Coach K like walked past me, bro. And it was like an aura, dog. It was just like an aura around him. It was like, oh shit, that's fucking Coach K, bro. Yeah. Like he has he's one of the I don't know how the how it is now, like if if coaches still there's still coaches that have that aura when they walk in, I'm sure like Nick Saban has that, right? Um uh who who else? Uh there's, there's there's like a few guys, but it's like the last of a like a dying breed of like coaches that when they walk into a room, it's like, oh shit. Coach K is one of those dudes, man. Coach K had that effect on myself, and I imagine from their reaction, a bunch of other pros. We were in a practice at Phoenix. Um, coach K was taking over USA basketball at the time. Or he was going to become the coach. So he was there with Jerry Colangelo. So they came down to watch a practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Grant Hill had played for him, but no one else there had. And so I think a lot of us were like, oh, shit, that's Coach K. Oh, shit, look over there. There's Coach K. And we were like eight, nine-year NBA vets at the time. You know what I mean? And That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Coach K, man. Damn. Man, real one of the week, man. Yep. And that has been our Thursday edition of Real Ones. We got we got some stuff in the pike for you on a, on Monday. Just check it out, man. Just we got some stuff for you guys. We got some stuff. Got some stuff next week popping for y'all. Um, looking forward to it. But in the meantime, make sure you check out our slate on the Ringer NBA feed on Spotify. Check out Upside High. Check out Weekends with Waz. Check out Ball on the Boy. With KOC, check out group chat. Check out the answer. Um, also, I got this uh, from our social media man, Keith. Uh, make sure you guys check out the uh, Ringer Spotify page for all the music um, that complements all of our articles and profiles. I have a 
um, playlist for y'all called Songs to Write To. Um, that, it, you know, some of the songs that have curated some of the work that I've done in the written format. Make sure you check that out. Um, our Ringer pay, our Ringer page on, I think it's called Ringer Music on Spotify. Make sure you guys check that out. And uh, let's keep the propaganda going, Raza. Check out R2C2 with who? Raza Bell. Uh, Vallejo legend, the Crestside Clown. CC Sabathia made an appearance in Billions that I was watching last night. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were caught up. I, okay. I didn't know we had Billions talk let, right now, but okay. All right. All right. We're locked in. You kind of just threw me off guard My there bad, because sorry. you always tell me not to talk about Billions stuff when I want to talk about Chuck Rhodes, who is the ruler of the decade. Uh. Okay. Shout out to Chuck Rhodes in the building. Um, make sure you check out. We're going to keep the propaganda going. Season three on the way. Black Girl Song, but with who? Roger Bell. Town legend, Danielle Smith. Howl. We'll see y'all soon. <laughs>